Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 204 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week we found ourselves basking in temperatures more like summer than spring. First inspections have been carried out and there's no real surprise in the results. Stay tuned to hear what I found. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm delighted to say that our podcast is now sponsored in part by Simon the Beekeeper. Making beekeeping an affordable hobby for everyone, Simon the Beekeeper provides the best value beekeeping equipment possible, along with a super fast delivery service. The bees won't wait, so their customers don't have to either. Visit the website at www.simonthebeekeeper.co.uk Hi everyone, here we are again basking in some incredibly sunny and warm spring days. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope the change to a Sunday morning hasn't disrupted you too much. Maybe have a listen with your breakfast cuppa and toast. Or perhaps you're having a full English. Whatever, I hope you're enjoying the podcast and enjoying the weather as much as we have this week. I do find that the weekend becomes just another part of the beekeeping week now the season has threatened to get started. The routine of Monday to Friday with weekends off has never really been a thing in my working week, so I'm pretty much used to it now. And I hope that uh, if you're getting out on the bees Uh, Maybe it's the weekend and it's your first chance to check them out and I hope that's all going well for you. I know for some it will be an exciting time as it will mark the beginning of an inspection routine for the coming season. Weekend inspections of the bees at the bottom of the garden perhaps. I wish you all a very successful season for this year, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's the search for a honey crop, maybe it's establishing your first colony, or maybe, like me, you've got expansion plans. Whatever you're up to, I hope it goes really well for you. So, back to the weather. Crazy temperatures for the week just gone. We had a maximum of 19 degrees Celsius midweek, and it stayed around the mid to high teens until the weekend. All of that advice about not taking too long with your first inspections went straight out of the window. That said, there was a chilly breeze blowing, so the inspections performed on colonies at the farm earlier in the week were kept to the briefest of checks. Brood, food and space. I hope that if you've carried out any inspections this week that they went really well and your bees are growing nicely as we start the new season. Typically I found a mix of conditions, varying strengths of colonies with some absolute whoppers and to balance this I had several drone laying queens, six in total, And that is really disappointing. Having put so much time and effort into colonies from the autumn through to now, it's always a huge frustration to find drone layers. I guess the best way to look at it is that the loss wasn't through my fault directly. The bees hadn't starved, for instance. Now that is purely down to the beekeeper in most cases, but this year we've not had any die out through starvation, so maybe I'm getting better at judging what they need to get through the winter. 
The issue of drone laying queens is troubling, especially as all of the queens that have failed were from stock that I bought in last year. Failing queens at this time of the year, especially young queens that are coming into their second season, is undoubtedly a result of poor mating. If it were older queens, you could explain it as a simple result of running out of sperm as the queen heads into her latter years, but for a second year queen to fail, it has to be mating or some physical malfunction. The only way forward with these colonies was to shake them out and remove the old nuke boxes that they were in for cleaning and setting them up all over again for reuse. It puts our winter losses close to 10% now, which is really disappointing as it looked like we were heading for half that amount or thereabouts just last week. But we move forward, it's not going to stress me out and we'll work to replace those colonies with spring splits and maybe an odd swarm or two that we collect along the way. There it is. I've talked about it now, so we better dive straight into and delve a little more deeply into swarming, at least a little more to start with. We went through something like 98 colonies this week. Out of all of those, just one had any signs of queen cells, and those were basic cups with eggs in. Remember, we need lots of drones for spring mating, so queens produced too early run the same risks as queens produced very late. A lack of drones to mate with and the resulting failure either as we approach summer or late autumn or winter. Let's talk about what we're finding in colonies this week and how that can affect the whole swarming process. Colonies are coming out of winter in a variety of states as normal and it's not necessarily the biggest ones that will cause you the concern with swarming. Although they are the ones we really want to hang on to because of the promise of a big spring crop of honey. Think about the biology of a colony at this time of the year. What is it that they want and need to do? Reproduce. Here is where our honeybee colonies are somewhat unique. No individual within the colony can survive on their own, certainly not for very long. The honeybee colony is, in this respect, a superorganism. Swarming is their way of reproducing at a colony level. It might surprise you to know that colder weather in spring can be the vital component of that swarm trigger, and this is why I think the next two to three weeks are going to be so important to colony reproduction. That's swarming to you and me. Right now, I'm seeing a lot of colonies growing strongly. Plenty of brood developing, eggs, larvae, and sealed cells. All of these filling cells and available space within the brood box. Once colonies run out of space, in particular once the queen runs out of available space to lay eggs in, there's a real risk the colony will take this as a trigger to start the swarming process, and that begins with queen cells being produced. Backpedalling a little, we're accepting here that there are already drone cells in colonies. That said, if you restrict colonies in spring, the result will be swarming. Many colonies have been well fed over the winter. Beekeepers all over the country will have fed well into autumn, and as a belt and braces approach, they will have added fondant in late winter in the hope that they've given the bees every possible chance of surviving. Fast forward to now, and we find brood boxes rammed with food because the bees have not only been fed well, 
but they're also frugal bees and they don't need a great deal to overwinter. A brood box of 11 frames may well contain six or even seven frames of food stores. And if you have that amount of food, the queen will soon run out of space to lay eggs and the result is queen cells. That's exactly what I found in one of my colonies. But one out of nearly 100 colonies is not too bad. So why the focus on swarming right now? Well, the weather, as I said earlier, has been fantastic. That means brood boxes have been kept warm by fewer bees, while the bulk of them have dashed out to forage for pollen and nectar, bringing it back to fill every available space in the brood box, and once more restrict the amount of room available to the queen. And of course, it's a time of year that the queen is starting to work harder and harder, laying more and more eggs each day, so she needs more and more space. If the brood box is jammed full of food, what can she do? More importantly, what can the beekeeper do? Well, firstly, don't panic. As I said, I found just one colony with any signs of queen cells. I would also advise that you don't suddenly strip out all of the brood frames filled with stores and replace them with frames of foundation. All this is doing is replacing frames of food with frames of nothing. Foundation is fantastic for getting lovely new comb drawn, but only when conditions suit. Cold spring days and nights with a smaller population of bees isn't going to suddenly magic complete frames of drawn comb. At best, you might get some partially drawn frames with giant holes chewed in them as workers struggle to produce enough wax to make those new cells. Again, there are always exceptions to the rule and you might get lucky. What you will more than likely do is create conditions that force the colony to swarm. Better to scrape the cappings of sealed cells of food stores and encourage the bees to use it, which in turn may free up enough space for the queen to lay into. For larger colonies, I would add a queen excluder and super if you haven't already done so. This will give much needed space that the bees can move into and relieve the pressure within the brood box, effectively reducing the crush of bees and the feeling, if bees have feelings, the feeling of being out of space and needing to swarm. But here's the very important point of today's podcast. It's not necessarily the lack of space, the size of colony, the sudden rush of a nectar flow or emergence of frames and frames of brood that will be most important over the next few weeks. It's the weather. All of this lovely spring sunshine and above average temperatures has allowed the bees to emerge from winter, stretch their wings and get out to enjoy surviving those long cold days and nights of recent weeks. Next week, however, we're back down to more normal conditions, cooler weather, not as many bees out foraging, brood box conditions becoming more and more cramped as adult bees emerge from brood cells to add to that congestion. All of that means there's another trigger for swarming. Beekeepers who've been inspecting this week will maybe not go back into their hives next week and leave it for a fortnight. And when they return, they'll find either sealed queen cells and no eggs or colonies on the verge of swarming and then panic will set in. The key here is to understand what might be happening and to plan. I'm not saying your bees are going to swarm, at least not this weekend, 
But we all need to be mindful of how the colony is developing, what causes colonies to swarm. And of course, there are many reasons for swarming, but being prepared for that eventuality means if you do find any swarm cells on your next inspection, you'll be ready for what you see and be able to deal with it. In normal seasons, what's a normal season I hear you say, but anyway, at this time of the year, I follow a three-strike system of management. If a colony throws up queen cells, and I see them before it's too late, I'll check to see that eggs are present, and if so, I knock down the queen cells. I repeat this the following week, same scenario, check for eggs, and if there are eggs, I knock the queen cells down. The third week of inspections, and more queen cells, is really a signal to me that they really want to go, and if I don't do something more drastic, then I'm likely to lose them. So, a third week of queen cells would normally mean a split or the removal of the queen. This year, though, it's somewhat different. I actually want to see some queen cells because I want to split colonies to increase the number that I have so that we've got more available for the summer nectar flow. But I have to remind myself of everything I've already told you all. Too early and we could find ourselves with poorly mated queens and drone layers just as we hit the peak summer period and I really don't want that. So the plan is to check them and once more follow my queen cell knockdown process but only until we see lots of drones wandering around our colonies and we talked about the importance of drones last week. All in all Another three weeks and into April, we'll see more and more drones appearing. That, I think, will signal a move to splitting and creating more colonies. Of course, we have to manage the next couple of weeks of cooler weather. It will be a challenge, but I'm sure we'll cope for most of the colonies. There will always be one or two that will try to get away from me, but if I can keep it to just one or two colonies, I'll be very happy. Elsewhere this week, I've been sorting through the lorry load of equipment that arrived finally on Monday. There's heaps to do with that load, but the bees have to come first. I'm not sure that we'll have inspected the colonies that we're planning to purchase by the time you're listening to this, so it could be another couple of weeks before we see our stocks increase by as many as 50 colonies, and then the workload will really ramp up. I wanted just to mention finally the Patreon subscriptions to you all. I've been thinking about the coming year and we're all facing some massive challenges with fuel and gas and electric prices seemingly going up every day. And I really want to continue to offer as much help and support via Patreon as I can. And with this in mind, I've restructured the tiers to just two levels. Just to say, if you're already a subscriber, you don't have to do anything. Your subscriptions are secure. But the new subscription tiers are for the podcast and videos as one tier, and the second tier is for the Coaching Plus group. The pricing for this year, I've set at just £5 for all videos and podcasts, and £10 for the Coaching Plus tier. If you're on a monthly payment plan at a higher tier level, you can simply change down to one of the new price tiers at the end of the month. I want to continue to support as many beekeepers as possible through their beekeeping journey, and I hope this reduction in the podcast and coaching tiers costs will make it more affordable for you all. My latest videos are now available on Patreon, first inspections, checking over wintered nukes and more. Do take a look at those, and we're also posting photographs as often as we can to show you what we're up to, so do check those out as well. 
Well, that's it for this week. I'll catch up with you all again next time. And remember, I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was beekeeping short and sweet. Mm-hmm.